Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. You're right, Joe. Uh, go Tigers. Can't go wrong. Betting on the Tigers tonight. You're going to win no matter what. So that's a good bet, Dane. Oh, Tigers are a lock. on the Tigers tonight. <laughs> Tigers are a lock, man. I mean, And you should, too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. go. Go Tigers. But we got... Then the game won't go 55 minutes and all action will be canceled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There'll be a power outage in the dome yep. tonight yep. or something. Or, or an earthquake or something. Something's yeah, going to interrupt yeah, yeah. the game. But we'll... Let's not talk about earthquakes. Yeah. As a Puerto Rican, I've had enough of those. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to everybody in Puerto Rico. We're, we're, we're praying for you. Um, let's talk about championship weekend, guys. We're in championship mode. Divisional playoffs behind us. National championship tonight. Championship weekend this Sunday. Let's recap Saturday's games really quickly. The Titans shocking the world, taking out the Ravens 28-12. to This is going to be Tennessee's first AFC championship appearance since 2002 when they went on to the Super Bowl and played the greatest show on turf. Um, Ravens, they had, Lamar Jackson had 500 total yards. I mean, people are getting on his case. Not, not the idea, but a great game for the Ravens, but not the result they wanted. Titans moving on to the championship to take on. The Kansas City Chiefs, after the Chiefs taking down the Texans 51-31, to 31, they were down 24 nothing. The Chiefs scored 41 unanswered points. It ties a record for the fourth largest comeback in the postseason. They also had seven consecutive drives with a touchdown. Unbelievable performance for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, 321 yards, five touchdowns. He wasn't sacked, guys, not once. Travis Kelsey... What a day for him. The tight end, three touchdowns, 10 catches, 134 yards. On the other side for the Texans, well, they fought. They fought hard. Deshaun Watson, not a bad stat sheet, 388 yards, two touchdowns. I think he rushed for 50 yards as well. DeAndre Hopkins had nine catches for 118 yards. I think he fractured his rib, too, at one rib, point. Yeah. And he was still on the field. So props to DeAndre Kelsey Hopkins. He had a hamstring, it looked like, also, at some point in that game. But, you know. The uh, Toradol is an amazing thing. You weren't going to kick him off that field, not t- not that night. I mean, he wanted to stay on the field to the end, and uh, he showed up. So props to DeAndre Hopkins. But Tennessee will head to Kansas City for Sunday's matchup, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Saturday's game on the divisional side for the NFC, guys. The 49ers took down the Vikings 27-10. San Francisco held Minnesota to 147 total yards. Total unbelievable performance from the San Francisco defense. Uh, they will take on the Packers, who took down the Seahawks 28-23. to Aaron Rodgers had 243 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, what a day for him. Eight catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones also had two touchdowns as well. On the other side, the Seahawks had a late comeback, but they were stopped by the Packers. Russell Wilson, 277 yards, one touchdown. Tyler Lockett caught that pass, nine catches for 136 yards and a score. Marshawn Lynch, only 26 yards, but he had two touchdowns. I think he had four total touchdowns in three yeah. games with the Seahawks. So right. it's, uh, it's not bad for Marshawn. You know, he's not the yardage guy, but he was a goal lineback. He did his job, and uh, he, he scored for the team. But it wasn't enough as the Packers will head to San Francisco for the NFC Championship Sunday at 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, it's going to be a great, great championship weekend. But before we get into the championship weekend, guys, Bill Cowher, Jimmy Johnson, the two latest inductees into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, both being surprised on their respective yeah, I- networks. 
props to whoever the idea that was. The reactions from Coach Cower and Coach Johnson, unbelievable, well-deserved. Cool. I mean, you just it hits you right here, just watching them get so filled with emotion, getting the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Cower actually had come to terms with not getting into the Hall, and then they show up with this, and Jimmy Johnson, well-deserved as well. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, great. So props to the two guys into the Hall of Fame. We will see what happens down the line as the rest of the class will be announced. I think Wednesday uh, we'll get the rest yep. of the class. Uh, so we will keep everybody posted with that. Really quickly, the Denver Broncos guys are finalizing a deal to make their new offensive coordinator Pat, Pat Shermer. Shermer. Exactly. Pat Shermer will become the Broncos' fifth OC in the past five years. Denver was the only team this year to finish in the bottom five in points scored. Total offense, third down percentage, and red zone success. So not a good uh, start for the Denver offense, but I guess Pat Shermer is the answer here uh, for the Broncos. Some sources say Shermer actually scouted Drew Locke uh, uh, extensively and actually Hmm. preferred him over Daniel Jones, but they ended up drafting Daniel Jones. So this is going to be pretty interesting to see Shermer show up with the guy who he actually wanted on the draft day. Uh, but, um, another thing that's interesting here for me, Alex, is we we when we talk about the quarterback merry-go-round mm-hmm. and the marketplace, we sort of ride the fence on is Denver a destination for a veteran quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if Shermer really really likes Drew Locke and they think Locke is the guy moving forward, then that that changes the equation maybe for someone like a who knows what, right? That that may be looking at Denver as a spot. What about Joe Flacco? He went there last year. You think he's done he's or got did? like back and neck issues? <laughs> exactly. I don't even know if he's gonna play. So it's either he doesn't play again, or maybe it's a quarterback battle between Locke and Flacco. Yeah. Who knows? The offseason. Bring someone in. Yeah, or they bring someone Flacco in. Flacco won't be back. Yeah, Flacco. Okay, so Flacco's Flacco done. Won't we won't even consider Flacco. It's Locke <laughs> no. versus whoever comes in. Right. We'll but see. Increased faith in Locke. Yeah. I mean that they don't bring in someone. They don't spend to bring in someone. Locke could be a lock. We'll find out in the offseason for the Denver Broncos. The Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go, guys. Uh, final hour here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. Welcome in. Make it rain. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. National championship game here tonight. Uh, one more uh, football game in college. We'll decide who that champ is going to be. Uh, it's going to be an awful lot of fun. Should be an all-out war tonight between Clemson and LSU, two without a doubt. Uh, two of the best uh, college uh, teams and programs in the country. Uh, will it be a uh, could the defending national champ go back to back national championships? It's uh, not exactly the easiest thing to do. And uh, LSU looking to uh, put a stamp on what is an absolutely amazing season, which includes a Heisman Trophy winner there in Joe Burrow. Who ends up where and what happens? It'll all uh, it'll all come to a head here tonight, uh, which is going to be fun. Is that eight o'clock? What, what time do they start this one? Nine o'clock yeah. again? They usually start this. Eight o'clock. Okay, good. So it is going to be eight o'clock. So uh, that'll be fun. And of course, we do have our uh, look into the final weekend of the before the uh, big game there. Who's going to be heading to the Super Bowl championship week? We know who the teams are and we see what the initial opening lines are. And obviously, it looks like the favorites are getting a little bit of love. The totals obviously different. Uh, The total continues to get pushed up in Kansas City. 
Uh, the total hovering right around that 45, 45 and a half mark there in the uh, in the Green Bay San Francisco game. As far as injuries go, were there any big? I mean, Kansas City, like you said, yeah. what happens? What happens when? Uh, because it did look like Kelsey was a little hobbled there. You know, what happens when that turtle wears off? He looked like he had a hamstring problem. Right. We still know uh, Jones is yeah, out for Kansas City. <laughs> Yeah, there are some there are some injury concerns for a couple of these uh, teams here as to what uh, what they're going to look so, like. I I think the healthiest is the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the Chris Jones thing, right? We'll see if he mm-hmm. gets back for Kansas City. Kelsey, I'll be real intrigued to see how he feels this morning right. because yeah. the adrenaline and the Toradol, yeah. like, sure, he's mm-hmm. going to be out mm-hmm. there, you know. Mm-hmm. The only other one that I thought was big that I remember from this weekend was uh, – Alan Lazard, the wide out. Yeah, he's an Alec. Yeah, yep, yep. yep um, yep, otherwise, yep. I think we'll have to wait for the practice report. Yep, we'll have to see what's going on there. But uh, no more excuses. One more game, and then the big one. So, I'll tell you that right. <laughs> yeah, we'll dive into this national championship game. Do that next year on the grid. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. So the numbers are in here as the uh, Chiefs beat the Texans uh, yesterday and uh, covered also as a 10-point home favorite. And obviously that uh, total flew over the uh, 50 and a half. Did that at halftime. How many times you get it, Joe? I got it up to 70. Yeah, I got it to 70. And then I was like, I can't. I I just can't do this anymore. So like four, five, six times I got to put more money in. I'm like, I I don't even know what I got to do here. Like, it's just I can't keep doing this. But shoved all in like James Holzhauser. It was just, you know, and I kept thinking it was going to go backwards and it just never did. So what the live line uh, get on Kansas City. Do you know, like when it it was 24 nothing Houston, what did it get to? They got to uh, that one point I had seen it was 98 at one point. You could have gotten no, I mean, uh, like, 90. What was Chiefs money line like when it was 24 nothing Houston? What, what it did, didn't go you know? as much as you thought it did. You, you could they had get the nine and a half point, right? They ha- yeah, they had, had 11 briefly. Yeah, they had 11 briefly. But it uh, the minute they scored that uh, that first touchdown, everything went back to reality. Right. But it didn't get as crazy as um as you would think it did because of that buffer that they had in there. But right. uh, did it ever get the to like three bills? Crazy. Yeah, no, never did. No. Okay. It, okay. The, the total was the craziness. There was just, right. you know, you could have got uh, over under 98. So like, like what the, it's like, come on. It's, it's just college games. Yeah. That's like Mac football games. So right. uh, it was crazy. But the Packers also taking care of business last night, 28-23. Packers covered as a four and a half point favorite thanks to a missed two point conversion in that game, which again drove a lot of guys crazy that were holding that four and a half for uh, Seattle. They did have that opportunity, of course, to make it a three point game, but uh, just not good there. Some betters, though, congratulations. They did have uh, five because that was around there for a little while. 
Uh, but the over also hit 45 and a half on that uh, final touchdown by Seattle. Uh, two of them went over on the weekend. Two of them went under uh, the totals there, which is interesting. So while we're looking at it now, Dane, I think the totals uh, were all under through the first six of them. So uh, last weekend and through Saturday, both unders hit. Uh, unders were 6-0. and oh, And then finally it started to level out a little bit there on Sunday where the overs took in. And when you look at these two games here coming up on Saturday, I can see this number of 52 continuing to rise here a little bit. And I don't think we're going to get a whole hell of a lot of movement on the Green Bay San Francisco one. But I don't know if what we've seen, I don't know that a shootout is necessarily something I think we can anticipate in Kansas City because I do not forget how ridiculously bad that secondary and defense for Houston is. That's not what Tennessee is. I And I'm I'm afraid that people are going to overvalue because they're going to compare Houston's defense to uh, to what we watched with Houston. And that is not the case. It's not even remotely close to the case, guys. You're talking about a defense that that other high-powered offense in the AFC, nobody could stop. Yeah, they stopped them. So be very careful before you start just piling on the over, thinking that uh, that Kansas City is going to put on a boatload of points. Slow down, because uh, everyone thought the same thing with uh, with Baltimore, and they didn't do uh, they didn't quite make it there. Twelve points, a little bit shy of what their team total was, which I think was twenty seven at the time. Yeah, I mean, my initial lean would be I hope this total goes up a little bit more, and I'm going to go under it, Joe. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. my initial lean on this because we also talk about how the Tennessee Titans will want to play the game, running the ball, we think, which is the clock, keeping Patty Mahomes off the field. That would be, I think, the conventional wisdom, right? And and Kansas City, you know, with da- Damian Williams may get some more touches as well. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. My early lean would be let the public see Kansas City with 51 points. Let the public see Derrick Henry running for over 180 yards every time he plays in a game and go that way. And I'll go under it. So I hope it moves up. My only question, though, Joe, is these two teams did play about a month and a half ago with Ryan Tannehill under center, with Patty Mahomes back healthy, and both of these teams were in the 30s. I think that game was like 35-31, 35-33, something like that. So what about the data point that was when these teams got together about a month and a half ago? Yeah, but we all know different know, ball you don't game. Like applying in the- regular season. Yeah. Yeah, we all know January football tends to be a, a little bit tight, especially in this particular matchup. Uh, and the success of the running game is really what it's going to come down to here. Um, what I think it does do is it proves to Tennessee and what it should prove to betters is that they have the ability. Uh, if it comes down to it to go toe and toe, I don't think that's the kind of game they're going to want to play, though. I do think that they're going to want to continue to do what they are doing is force Kansas City into situations there, a lot of third and long type of things. Yeah. The thing that stuck out to me amazingly was how little pressure they got on Patrick Mahomes yesterday. And basically, he had all the time in the world to sit back there, just making it impossible for anybody to. They tried dropping guys back in coverage, but that's, you know, somebody's going to have to get to Patrick Mahomes. And that's, you know, we've seen that before in the past where that gives guys the best shot at disrupting what goes on. And the personnel, I think, of Tennessee is is much better 
and coming in with a whole boatload of confidence than what Houston did where, you know, J.J. Watt wasn't even a factor in that game yesterday. Yes, uh, the only problem is that Patty Mahomes was also the Chiefs' leading rusher yesterday, right? right. And so we've seen this. uh, We saw this a lot over the last couple of weeks with Russell Wilson also, right? Right. When in doubt, like, we talk about these running quarterbacks and we say, oh, my goodness, they have to save themselves, right? Not anymore, they don't, Joe. Mm -hmm. Like, when you say this is when they would risk the injury, this is when they go for it, this is when they stay in bounds and dive for the third down conversion. Um, We saw a little bit of Patrick Mahomes in the run game. And just like Joe, just like the game we are going to see tonight, what was one of the revelations in the semifinal about Clemson? Oh, snap, they're going to let Trevor Lawrence run also. Yeah. Right? And you talk about the genius of Andy Reid. I would not be surprised if cur- cutting Mahomes' legs loose is part of what Andy Reid is thinking for this Sunday. Yeah, I and, you know, the only thing I would uh, caution people is that um, the single best running quarterback uh, in the league, uh, his name's yeah. Lamar Jackson, and he went nowhere uh, against this defense. So but Mahomes keep that in mind. It ain't, a, it a ain't little bit better than Lamar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, don't you know, running the ball is not going to scare. They stopped the the leading sure. rushing team in the NFL. They they stopped them cold. So this is well, we not said, the Joe, Houston defense, not well, we the Houston defense. The reason they could stop Lamar and that is because the threat of the passing game wasn't really as threatening. The threat of the Chiefs passing game is pretty threatening uh, itself. Yeah. But again, so, 51 points. This ain't the Houston defense they're playing here. There's a reason why Tennessee is there, and it's not because they don't have a scheme or an answer or the personnel to be able to stop teams that like to score 30, 40 points a game like Baltimore and like Kansas City. So uh, don't confuse what you saw on yesterday with what you're about to see this coming Sunday. Two totally different situations right now, certainly offensively. And I give oh, Deshaun yeah. Watson credit for not throwing the towel in and doing everything he possibly could. But uh, there was only so much you could do. And it's going to be interesting to see how they, the defense to me with Kansas City and what is your game plan to stop? Because everyone keeps saying, it, it was funny, Baltimore was Baltimore had said, and it was something along the lines like, yeah, it looked like New England. Uh, New England uh, didn't want to tackle Derrick Henry. They didn't want anything to do. We're not. We're not going to have that problem yet. Yeah, you saw <laughs> the Earl Thomas clip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. right. Except for the fact Absolutely. that you looked like you had a problem getting in the way of Derrick Henry. So, That's right. <laughs> I mean, I would, Joe, yeah. it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it is. I mean, your baseball analogy, right? The Titans just dealt with the best fastball in the league. Yeah, now they're going to have to see the best off-speed pitch in the league. You know what I mean? By seeing the passing. And, Joe, I mean, Kansas City put up 33 points against them. Patty Mahomes in that game, Joe. 36 for 50, 446 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions, got sacked twice. I wonder what they learned from that last time. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you throw for 400 yards and only two, that's that's a bend don't break style defense there. So, what are they gonna do? Because Kansas City also gave up a few points in that game. So, gonna be. Yep. What adjustments are made? 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. weekend that uh, there's a couple of uh, coaching changes and uh, variations going on and of course we'll uh, we'll dive into uh, who is going where because it looks like uh, a couple of uh, defensive coordinators uh, maybe a couple of uh, new head coach we finally figured all of that out where they're going and uh, before we get in there there is an opportunity of course we want to remind you to become the next daily fantasy golf legend you can do it right now and go for the green with DailyRoto.com, and for a limited time right now, you can get free access to Daily Roto's PGA DFS products, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, the PGA betting tools, and of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. Bottom line is, you probably don't want to lay up here. You want to go for the green with Daily Roto. Just head over to DailyRoto.com, enter that promo code GREEN, and get access to your free seven-day golf membership. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN, and that'll start your free trial. And remember that DailyRoto.com is where millionaires are made. So the Browns hired Kevin Stefanski there for their uh, next head coaching job. Uh, And this uh, coming right after uh, his offense there, the Minnesota Vikings got humiliated. Uh, by the San Francisco 49ers. So he's going to take the job. This will be the 18th head coach in (laughs) Cleveland Browns history. Wow. Uh, They did have an opportunity to hire him last year. Apparently he was really at the high of the list, but they uh, Dorsey opted to go with Freddie Kitchens, who obviously was fired. Uh, But now the 37-year-old Stefanski, is uh, they are now deciding who it is that's going to be the general manager. And uh, he's kind of worked his way up the uh, the ranks. Uh, he was an assistant to the Vikings back in 2006. He was a tight he's end like running back. Yeah, I mean, he's not he's in 37 years old, but he's been around the league uh, a long, long time. And uh, I know the 49ers uh, defensive coordinator was another guy that they we're thinking of very highly, but the name that's not on there, of course, is Josh McDaniels, uh, who is not obviously going anywhere at this point. He will remain with the New England Patriots, which is interesting, Dane, because I know you are of the opinion that he would head to Cleveland, but now that he's not, what does that mean for the Patriots moving forward? And what does that mean for Josh McDaniels moving forward? I think that's very, very interesting. Because you're right, I thought McDaniels would be kind of the first domino to fall. That it doesn't look like that's happening unless somehow one of these final eight teams fire their coaches to create mm-hmm. another opening, which, you know, I think is unlikely. Um, so, you know, Blue had said it yesterday morning. Maybe it means the band is getting back together for one last run. You know, because what does that mean? Does Brady try to go back with McDaniels? Does that happen with Bill? You know, I, I wonder... 
two things about McDaniels. One, if, if he legitimately gets hurt for the idea of accepting the Colts job last year and then backing out of it, does that make front offices across the NFL not trust this guy? Does Is his name mud in right. NFL circles? We don't know that. And the other thing it makes me think of is how much longer is Bill in New England, right? Maybe, maybe the chair for McDaniels is as we all thought, he was just the next man up in the coach and waiting after Belichick. And I wonder, Joe, what if New England has another season going in the direction that we think they are in? Another year for Brady, the team's not being afraid of them anymore. You know, even Edelman now, who knows with him? What if, Joe, I mean, what if the Bills win the AFC East next year? Like, mm. is it time for Bill to walk away and time for Josh McDaniels to inherit that chair. That might be the other path I see for him. So it is interesting that now uh, the, I guess the one team that would probably not be afraid is uh, is New England at that particular right. point since he did come back to him. So right. um, I'm wondering what's going on through his head because there's no way him leaving the Colts out to dry like that, no matter how well it worked out for Frank Wright and everyone else, there's no way they're not holding that against him. And they oh, should. Absolutely. I mean, that's got to give you pause. Absolutely. And you went back to a New England team. I'm wondering how attached to the hip is Tom Brady? How does Tom Brady view Josh yep. McDaniel? Because if Brady yep. is leaving, uh, and he is attached to him and, and thinks this is what I need because I doubt very much Brady's going to want to go and learn a whole new system. Um, right. I just don't see that happening. If he says, okay, I'm going to the Chargers or wherever, let's say, I, is it not possible that Daniels comes with him and that's part of the package deal? And at which it's particular possible. case, it's possible. if you're Bill Belichick, are you staying behind? And that's if you're I'm Josh saying. McDaniel, who do you follow? Brady for one year? Or do you stay back with Bill Belichick? Yeah, that's that's the case, right? How mm. are they? How do the fractures start, right? Right. And who wants that? Because it's going to be quite start. honest. <laughs> and here's the thing: and honest of the three of them, McDaniel's has the most road in front of him. You know, yeah. McDaniel's is the one that I think should care the least about Brady and Belichick, because McDaniel's has another 25 years in the NFL. Belichick doesn't. Brady doesn't, at least not as a player, you know, so I think McDaniels is the one who should try to break away first. That's why I always thought he would be the first domino. That's why I thought he was going to Cleveland or Carolina or the Giants or wherever it is. Um, So this is very interesting. And I, I... I really do believe it's going to get ugly. I believe we're going to hear a lot of stuff. You know how the books always come out three years later? Remember that there was that article with Alex Guerrero a few years ago. This is going to be very interesting, and I think this is the last hurrah, if anything. Because what, Brady's going to play when he's really 44, 45? And I don't think it's going to end well, Joe. Yeah, I I don't think it's going to end well. And I can tell you this, another – uh, there was another name, too, that came out over the weekend. There was, you know, the question is, well, who does, you know, who does Belichick go out? There is some there is some talk regarding Andy Dalton to New England um, in this situation. And listen, the problem with no matter whether it's Andy Dalton or not, the problem is that you cannot think you're replacing 25 year old Tom Brady. You're not. You're replacing 42, 43-year-old Tom Brady and guys like a 31-year-old Andy Dalton or whoever that you bring in uh, outside of Brady, 
you're not losing anything, guys. I mean, that that's the reality of it, that if Belichick wants to go in a different direction because Brady doesn't want to come back or whatever, don't confuse the fact. You're, what you'd be replacing, whether it be a Mariota, whether it yeah, be yeah. a Dalton, whoever, you're replacing a 43-year-old Tom Brady, not a 30-year-old Tom Brady. There is a yep. difference at this point. So while, uh, you know, Tom Brady, all hail Tom Brady, I get it. But he's 43 years old. That's who you're replacing right now. A very one-dimensional quarterback uh, that brings a lot to the table above the shoulders, granted. But he's still 43 years old, Dan. He sure is, okay? And that's what everyone has to realize. It's Mm. absolutely true. I mean, the man has battled Father Time for a while. And, you know, Father Time, though, is still undefeated. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many avocados and hyperbaric chambers you have, okay? And, Joe, the Patriots are always one year early instead mm-hmm. of one year late. It doesn't That's matter. Great. Even Vrabel, you know, Teddy Bruschi, it does not matter, okay? Yep. Belichick wanted to have be ready for this move a long time ago. See Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett, okay? Right. So it's going to be very interesting. Here are two names, Joe that I keep an eye on as it relates to the Patriots. One is Teddy Bridgewater, Mm. okay? Because Andy Dalton's 31-32. Teddy's only 27. And all Mm -hmm. he's shown under Sean Payton now and all that stuff, all he's shown is that he deserves a chance to be a starter, okay? And I don't think he'd have to pay him as much. So that's one name. Another name that I think teams like New England, uh, New Orleans, Green Bay, a lot, uh, Oakland are going to have to look at, and I know he wants to stay, is mm-hmm. A.J. Green. A.J. Mm-hmm. Green, what are we talking about with the Patriots? They need another weapon, right? And A.J. Green profiles to me to be the kind of wide receiver that is not a Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown diva, one that can assimilate into that culture pretty damn quickly. Those are the guys I'd keep an eye on for the Patriots. Yep, uh, it's going to be interesting to see because the reaction is going to be, oh, no, yeah, but how much are you really losing there, guys? How much are you really yeah, losing you. here? And right. if you're tired, if you're, yeah, and that's really it, is it not? I mean, manager. that's really, really what you're getting. Yep, that's what you're getting. And is it a money grab? Is it a money grab for him, and will a team be willing to overpay for a 43-year-old simply to sell seats and merchandise? Uh, Chicago's coming up. I mean, that that's another name, that's uh, another team being associated. Um, but at the very end, I guess we can't also discount the fact that Brady gives it one more shot in New England when it's all said and done, and here we go again, which, if we're being honest, Okay. The covers aren't bare in New England, guys. It's not like they're – it's not a teardown situation. <laughs> it's absolutely not. So you're keeping McDaniels. You're – you know, you get a couple of pieces there on uh, the offensive line will come back healthier. You lost three starting offensive linemen. There is an opportunity, of course, to be able to make that roster a lot better than it was this year. So that's still got to be a possibility on people's minds. I mean, I know it was like he was saying goodbye, but if winning yeah. matters, why, why wouldn't Listen, you? They're s- not dead. 
They're not yeah, dead. Right? They were trying to get guys like Mohamed Sanu and Ben Watson to fill key roles. Let's right. just say with a full offseason, they could reset, look themselves in the mirror, right, yeah. and be like, no, we can't half-ass it. A.J. Green, where you at? You know, O.J. Howard, where you at? You know, right. these kinds yep. of yep. things to mm-hmm. fill those roles, stock the cupboards even more, and then Bill, McDaniels, Brady, let's give it one last ride. Very fine. Yep. yep. It's going to be interesting now that he's no longer uh, a candidate for the Cleveland job. Maybe the band does come back together. One more final push, especially after watching Tennessee make it to the championship game here. Like, come on, people. What does Drew Brees do? It's another one. Sean Payton was on air yesterday. He addressed that, too. We'll talk about that coming up. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. So the uh, uh, the public continues to hammer LSU tonight. We're looking at uh, three out of every four bets right now continuing to come in. And it is looking like one of the most lopsided national championship from a betting perspective. National championship game we have seen in at least recent memory here. We've. Uh, it just keeps coming in. I mean, uh, I was I thought maybe there'd be a little bit of, uh, you know, game day. Maybe we'd start to see a little pushback. But uh, the numbers aren't telling a story here. We're talking, you know, 75 percent of the bets guys are coming in here and it's it's all hammering LSU, continuing to hammer LSU. The line is pretty frozen at five and a half. I don't know. Uh, maybe it'll get back to six. I don't know. But right now we've got. A Clemson team that is. This is going to be one of the most, this is going to be the biggest bet game of the year, maybe even ever, uh, because of the time frame that we've had in between the last time that these teams played till today. But there is no doubt that the hype around LSU is absolutely influencing recreational bettors to the point where uh, they just keep betting LSU. And uh, I will say this. Dogs are now 5-0 and straight up and against the number in the last five national title games. The under is the thing that continues to get. I, there's a clear indication that the under seems to be the professional's favorite bet right now uh, at 67 because that was at 69, 69 and a half. And I don't know, what is, uh, what is FanDuel having it at right now? Randall has it at five on the number. It just changed over the – it went from five and a half to five during our show. And the total is at 67 and a half. Joe, I mean, Mm -hmm. the Chiefs scored touchdowns on seven seven possessions straight in their last game. I don't think they're going to do that again. You know what I mean? Joe Burrow had eight touchdowns in the semifinal. Joe, I don't think that's going to happen again. The public might. But that's where yes. some of these things could get inflated, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's exactly what you got. You've got inflated lines. Even the the total was inflated. The 
Uh, obviously, this five and a half number five, as it uh, it seems that at least Fanduel seems to be getting yep, some moved. Uh, some buyback there on the Clemson side. Uh, Clemson's got the experience. They've played in three of the last four. They've won two of them, 2006, 2019. They were also a dog against a team that couldn't be beat last year with a guy named Tua uh, at sure. quarterback, if you remember. And sure. Tua was going to just dominate and rip this team apart because SEC versus ACC. It's amazing. Yep. It's almost verbatim the exact conversation we had last year about this team and about this game. SEC powerhouse, Tua, uh, Heisman, number one draft pick going up against, you know, Clemson. Uh, And Clemson dismantled them, dismantled them yet last year in that game. So I would be very weary about backing, uh, you know, same defensive staffs and, you know, some of the same defensive players. You've given them only extra time to prepare for Joe Burrow. I don't know how you feel Burrow versus Tua, but they made Tua look like a high school quarterback in that game last year. Uh, Joe Burrow's never faced a lot of adversity this year, Dane, in the games at all. Nobody's really put the – in fact, I don't think they have trailed outside of the – maybe for a couple of minutes in the third quarter against Auburn, it was 13-10. Other than that, they've never entered the fourth quarter trailing this year. What happens wow. What happens when, let's say, you're down mm-hmm. 10 points in right. the fourth? Let's see, let's see yep. what happens then, Dane. Yeah, let's see when you're going to get punched in the mouth. We saw mm-hmm. what happened to Lamar in Baltimore on Saturday when they got punched in the mouth. Were they ever down to Alabama in that game? Because that was no. kind of back and forth for a little while, no? Not in the second half, No, maybe? they just remember they put their foot on the gate. That was it. They intercepted Tua. They had a pick yeah. six. They scored yep, on it, yep. and then it was off to the races, and it was they. Alabama didn't even know what hit them. 45 to 12 later, it was just like, you got to be kidding me. I'm talking about LSU, not Clemson last year. Oh, LSU, no. L- LSU was, uh, I mean, they were that going toe-to-toe. To toe. for a little while? It, it was back and forth, right. It was back right. and so forth. I'm just saying, uh, maybe they were down in yep. the second half to Alabama. Maybe. I don't remember that whole chart. But you're right. They haven't faced this. To me, right. Joe, honestly, we've, we've been talking about in the playoffs, right, and when the lights are on, what are some of the things we tend to lean on? Not the fun, sexy stats, right, mm-hmm. but defense, experience, coaching. These are the things that the Tigers, parentheses, Clemson, have in spades, right? This is the number one defense in the NCAA. I thought I saw that LSU had the number one offense. Clemson had the number one defense. They were giving Mm -hmm. up something like 11 points a game, something like that. And can we not not forget (laughs) that Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney are undefeated Mm-hmm. <laughs> like completely yep. undefeated and they're the dog they're getting points i mean I, and this defense is number one in the nation and have been there before i mean i love joe burrow i love yep. doing impersonations of ed ogeron but i will be on the clemson tigers and joe i'll take them out right i'm seeing it plus 175 that's where my money will be tonight yeah, I don't know how you do anything other than that, guys. I mean, LSU, can they win the game? Sure, but sure. there's sure. just way too much value on the defending champs here. Yeah, this is not a fluke. They are here for a reason. And quite honestly, I think the team they beat in Ohio State, I would bet Ohio State to beat this LSU team. I, I mean, I think that's how that's how loaded 
Yeah, certainly on defense that they were, and they just they didn't face the best defense they faced this year against Auburn, and they were losing at that point. I think it's 25 consecutive quarters without trailing now. They have not faced a deficit since October 26th when they took on Auburn. They had a 13-10 lead early in the third quarter, and then LSU scored a pair of, it looks like a pair of rushing touchdowns. Then they won 23 to 20 guys. That was, that was it. That's as much adversity as they have faced all year long. And this is a different animal, man. And, and Brett yeah. Venerable and the uh, defensive coordinator and the coaches, same guys. They've had an extra right. time to prepare for Joe Burrow. Don't think because he played in the SEC, Alabama's defense was atrocious this year. Auburn has a really good defense, but even Auburn can't compare to what they're going to see tonight with uh, uh, with Clemson. And Ohio State came out, punched Clemson in the face. We saw how That's they reacted. That's what. I, what yeah. What's going to happen I've tonight? Seen Trevor when Lawrence re- respond. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You say LSU, we haven't seen them, you know, face nope. adversity. I've seen Trevor Lawrence respond to adversity. I saw it right. against Alabama in a national championship. I saw it in a semifinal. They were down two scores against Ohio State in that second yep. quarter, right? I've seen them rally together, keep their heads about them, and punch back. Can yep. LSU do that? Maybe. I just don't know. I I don't I like the under too. I I don't think we are going to get I I think the first quarter I think the beginning of this game is going to be a little clunky. I think it's going to be a little nerves. Uh, it is not going to be if you're expecting them to come out and just whitewash uh you know Clemson like they did Oklahoma it's not going to happen. I I think this is we can still then get a 35-31 kind of game and still hit the under. Oh, yeah. and, and still hit the gun. I, I just think it's way too many points. And by the way, the 23 Clemson gave up to a pretty darn good Ohio State offense. That was 23. That was the most points they've given up all year long. So defense in the country. Yeah. I mean, for a reason. That's for a reason. right. Yep, that's for right. A so reason. here would be my only problem with that, okay? Look at this Kansas City of Houston game, Joe. I was big mm-hmm. on the Kansas City defense, right? And the Kansas City defense, despite what you see, actually played well. You know what I mean? They didn't give up many first downs, many total yards, but there were so many random kinds of things, right? Special teams plays, that turnovers. I wonder if things like that, short fields, special teams, pick sixes, Mm -hmm. if that comes into play to help out the total. That would scare me. Otherwise, I hear you. I'll ride with this Clemson defense. Yeah, it's just too much on both sides. The the market got flooded and the overvaluing began as soon as they blew out Oklahoma. That was it. I, I think it's it, to me, this game is a maybe one point, you know, give them a point, maybe a point and a half LSU for being in Louisiana. But other than that guy, five, five and a half points is I don't see. We've already seen what LSU did against an above average defense in Auburn. They scored 23 points in one. You, they're yeah. going to what? You think they're going to drop 60 on on Columbia? I just, I don't, I don't see, it. see it. And to me, it's all about battle-tested. And Ed Audron, love him, never been in this spot. Those coaches, That's never right. been in this spot. Um, these guys have. And while they've got a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball, 
what good is it if you can't get the ball to him? That's going to be the other interesting part. So uh, I think there's a lot of value that rides in this game, guys. There is a lot of value on the Clemson. I think there's a lot of value on an overinflated number at, at six, even 67 and a half right now. I would not at all be surprised to see that number uh, also go down. And in fact, Danny, maybe even tease it both ways. Take uh, take total. Clemson up to 11 and uh, 11, 11 and a half and take the uh, take the total up and uh, bet the under. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, and here's the other thing. We talk about this uh, de facto home game for LSU. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. No, it's not. Clemson travels. <laughs> and it's not like Clemson. <laughs> that's a good point, and, too. Yes, and the thing is, it's not point. like Clemson is strangers yeah. to this spot. They have right. played in this dome before. They've played in national championships. They've played against blue chip SEC teams. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, Dabo Sweeney is an SEC coach. Clemson is an SEC team, and they yep. have an SEC fan base. You know what I mean? There's going to be orange in that building. So all yep. the traditional things you say with like an SEC team going against the other guy, not Clemson, guys. They are the honorary like 12th school in the SEC. When like guys in the world. Think about this. When in the world, if I would have told you over the last three years, Give me an years, undefeated coach and quarterback getting points. Sure. <laughs> plus 175 for Clemson in a game. Like, you. seriously? Like, Give it it's, to me all day long. It's laughable. Like, it's almost all laughable. Long, it's almost though. too good to be true, except I'm right. looking at the numbers and the bets continue to come in on LSU. It's, it's perception reality, Dane. That whole situation here. Perception yep. reality, it is the LSU, nobody can beat them. Nobody's seen an offense like this. Joe Burrow, they, uh, okay, offense versus defense in a championship game here. Number one offense, right, versus number one defense. And, and by the way, it's not like the offense of Clemson is a slouch, by the way. Yeah, they they put up a few runs too, but um, yeah, no, there's some opportunities. Like months to prepare for this game. Yes, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. Now it's interesting. We'll take a look at uh, we got we'll come back here in the final segment with some uh, with some final plays here. But there are some props opportunities in this game too yeah, with these, jo- yeah. with Joe Burrow and with uh, the passing props. I think is going to be yeah. interesting. I definitely think we got to take a look at um, uh, we got to take a look at the rushing props for our uh, for our six foot six. Uh, monster. Yeah, absolutely, oh, man. And uh, you're going to have to take a look here because I do think. There are some opportunities prop-wise here, Dane, that could, uh, depending on where the numbers, but Trevor Lawrence's rushing props, I'm going to be interested to see what that I number know. is. Because it was 20, it was 22 and a half last yeah. game. I'm going well, to guess get it's get a that. little more than that now. How uh, much yeah. is it? So, I mean, it's more than double that. <laughs> is it real? So is he 50? It's 53 and a half. Like the books yeah. were like, no, no, no. We're not yeah. giving you that one again. <laughs> it's 53 and a half, Joe. Stay correct. You still want to go over that? I'm. You know what? I'm so Not tempted, easy. man. I, I'm so I tempted. I hear you, but they definitely mm. adjust. Oh, it's so tempted. And Burrow, I can't wait. We'll give you a Burrow's passing yard number, too. Let's see what that is, too. We'll do that coming up next. Final play. Let's make it rain. 
Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. All right, guys, morning after coming your uh, coming your way here just after the uh, top as we take a look at uh, Clemson LSU here, Dane. We already know. I think yeah. we're both on Clemson here, both money line and uh, taking the points. I think it's a gift. But uh, we were taking a look at uh, some of these player props here as well. And what did we have for Burrow's passing yards? It's also astronomical, Joe. Is it, uh, what it- <laughs> How many days are in a year, Joe? <laughs> is it really he's over 365 and a half 365 wow. and a half because you know it's a leap year joe so we're close to 366 365 wow. and a half joe wow wow lawrence, wow wow lawrence passing is 295 and a half they're giving both they're hanging the borough number 70 yards higher than trevor lawrence I don't get it, man. I I don't get in games against florida auburn let me uh-huh. alabama Georgia, he's averaged 339 yards a game against those defenses, and this is the best defense he will see. So how in the hell is he going to get the 365? I don't get it. The way would actually be, Joe, if Clemson gets out early and they have to abandon the run game. And they're just slinging it. It's the same kind of thing. Game flow, right? If Clemson gets up 17-0, then Burrow has a shot at this, I think. Don't see it. Do not see it happening. He couldn't get out in Florida, Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. I doubt very much he's going to do it against Clemson. I'm not so, betting the over. I'm not betting yeah. the over. And by the way, if you become be one-dimensional and the threat of the run for LSU isn't there, he's going right. to be on his ass more than anything else. And what did you say Trevor Lawrence's rushing numbers were? 53 and a half, Joe. Oh, God. He's only, he's only gone over that number twice all year. In the semifinal, right? Yeah, one was in the semifinal. He had one during the regular season. So, but again, he ran for it. It was a 67-yard touchdown in the semifinal. So, could he bust off a 50-yarder? It's possible. It's possible. I'm going under under in both of those. I'm going under both of them. I'll tell you what else, too. I'm taking Clemson first half, too. Is it three or three and a half right now, Dane? First half? Sure. First half is three and a half. Uh, give me the gun. Give me, give me the hawk. Give me Clemson three and a half first half too as well. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Lock of the century, Joe. That's it. Give me the Tigers take the, today. Take the Tigers tonight, Tigers guys. Tonight. We'll I break it down that tomorrow. <laughs> Good luck with those plays. Three, three sixty-five. My ass. Good luck. Right? We'll break it down tomorrow. We'll, we'll see you then.